You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. I'm going to say it. This is my desire and wish and prayer. Let's have some fun today. Having fun. I mean, we've been feeling the presence of the Lord. And, um, you know, we hear lots of things. People say this and that. And we talk about his beauty. And I said, Lord, I believe it. You're beautiful, but I want to see you in reality up close that I can taste and see that you're good and that I can touch you like it says in 1 John 1 that I can touch you and feel you and enjoy you. Years ago, and yes, I'm off topic, but years ago, we went to the uh, uh, Toronto Airport Church in 1993 when outpouring was there. And it was amazing things happened. And they had two words for prayer. They were quite simple. We learned them. You want to know what those two words were? Very powerful. More Lord. So whatever you have, I'm saying more Lord. And we saw amazing things. <clears throat> amazing things happened to us. But there's many things that we see we don't understand. And yet, my training as an engineer is I want to understand. I want to see it. I want things to line up. So I'm going to ask you, and this is up to you, I'm going to ask you to do something right now. Turn off your cell phones. Turn off your Game Boys. Whatever you happen to have, and put them away. If you are drinking coffee, I know this is going to be hard, but I suggest you put it down. Because one of the things you have to have is your hands open. You know, we. we put our things, we hold on to all kinds of things. And it's a safety, okay? So I have a little bag here. And in my little bag somewhere, ah, there it is, I have something I hold on to. And I hold on tightly to it. And you can't see it. <laughs> you don't know what's in this hand. But I hold on to it. It could be almost anything. It's like my security. What did you say? My blinky. Or whatever it is. I hold on to it. What are you holding on to? One of the things we hold on to 
this, now see, I'm stepping out. One of the things we hold on to is unforgiveness. I can't forgive that person. You don't know what that person did to me. Notice the fence. I cannot forgive them. That wasn't right. Fill in the blank, whatever happened. There was this, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a season. I did a lot of forgiving towards my father. And he had been dead. But I still pronounced forgiveness. I had to let go of the things that I held on to. We all do. presence of the Lord just came. Now you may not have felt anything, but we've been looking. We've been waiting. We want him, not at a distance. Someday when I fly away, we're not waiting for the someday. We want him now, today. When does eternal life start? Now. now. First, John 17, 3. Eternal life is know God the Father and Jesus his Son. Now. And we grow in that knowledge. It's a reality. Here comes more. It's another wave of his presence. Now what causes that? I don't know. That's above my pay grade. But maybe someday, I'll know. Certainly the angels are here because we were rooting and tooting and they come. During the praise, they come. My prayer is that we would see again what we saw in 93 and other years where people were sloshed in the Holy Spirit, laughing because of the fullness of God's grace it's beyond reason. Because if I try to figure it out, my wife has a simple phrase. She always asks me, what does that mean? So if I say something religious or, you know, really cool, she goes, what does that mean? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> but when we see him, and we will. We'll see him in a way that we know he's real. I asked him a question one day when I was really begging him to hear his voice. And I just begged him, I want to hear your voice. And I had just read something about ask him. So I asked him. So I started to ask him a question about something, and he answered immediately, not audibly, but immediately, so I'm not going to tell you. You wouldn't believe me if I did. You know, Lord, I know that's right. But you can ask him things. Have you ever asked him? If you watched our past connection, Ask him, what do you like, Holy Spirit? And you say, well, okay, I'll listen for him. No, he answers immediately. 
what do you like, Holy Spirit? And I asked, a friend of mine said, have you ever done that? And I go, I didn't even know you could do that, you know. So, Holy Spirit, what would you like? And immediately he answered, I like sweet things. <laughs> I like sweet things. And then my wife's voice comes to my mind, well, what does that mean? And the answer is, go look it up. So I start looking in Scripture, what does sweet things mean? And we're not going to go into that today. But look it up. It is phenomenal. Look up what sweet is in Scripture. I said, wow. And then other Scripture starts opening up because it starts making sense. You can get the connections. I know this, he loves you. Jesus loves you. Woo! Not you corporately, you, 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 you individually. Every one of you he loves. He has time for everything, Sean, right? He has time for you every time, all the time. He's outside of time, so he has all the time to spend to know every one of us intimately. I had to work on that a long time to figure out how could he talk, know me and know Rick and Rick and Ray because he's outside of time so he has all eternity to know each one of us fully. And I go, okay, you know me and you love me. Nothing keeps me away from his love, nothing. Isn't that exciting? Some of you have been a long time since you really yelled. Unless you have little kids and, or you're on a team or something. But it may have been a long time since you really yelled. You really let it go. I'm not going to ask you to do that now. Or I might. But he wants us to let go, let out what's inside. See, we keep praying, Lord, send your glory, send your glory, send your glory. But the truth is, John 17 says, we have his glory in us. And we just need to do what? Learn how to let it go. Now, our flag man this morning got up here and he did the flag. And when he was doing it, I could feel the glory coming from him. He opened something between heaven and earth. And God said, I'm coming. I'm releasing. And I went up and talked to him afterwards. He said, I did it last week. And you know, it was fun. It's fun. It's fun to shout hallelujah. By the way, one version of the word hallelujah means come join me in praising the Lord. So hallelujah is say, come join me in praising the Lord. So we can say, Jesus, we love you. And we can shout it. We can pick up a flag. 
And then he came back up for the second. Oh, there's another song, he said. And he got the second flag, and Rick starts doing two flags. Did you feel the power come? Marcus did. He announced it. Power, dynamite. That you will be, in Acts 1, it says you will be filled with power. You know what that Greek word is? Dynamite! It really is. That's where we get it from. Dynamite! But I'm still holding on to this. You don't know what it is. Well, in Scripture, we have, uh, Jesus has the story about the go and get the, on the highways and byways, go get people and uh, bring them in. Doesn't matter who they are, what they've done, bring them in. Come to the wedding. This is not a prop, this is for my nose. Bring the people in. And everyone that comes to the wedding was giving a wedding garment. They provided a wedding garment. And when the king looked around, he goes, what are you doing without a wedding garment? Throw them out. Bind them hand and foot. Throw them out. And I go, why would he do that? Well, if you're coming to my house and I'm giving you the clothes to wear, if you don't put my clothes on, you don't belong here. We put on, freely given to us, a wedding garment. Or, Isaiah calls it a robe of righteousness. Isaiah also calls it garments of salvation, plural. So what do you have to do? Romans says you've got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you're saved. You receive the wedding garment. So, I have here this is a robe of righteousness. You can tell that, right? It is a wedding garment, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this is me. So right. Oh, for the camera, sorry. So right. <laughs> this is me, the old me. The old Adam, me. Holding on to whatever I got in here. So right. Good, bad, indifferent, I believed, and he I came in the grace of Jesus Christ, and he covered me with his robe of righteousness. He covered me with his wedding garment. It's all right, yeah. So I still got problems. I still have issues. And my wife and I have been married over 50 years, and every once in a while she says, I still don't understand you. <laughs> well, God does, and he says, I accepted you. I love you. 
This is called imputed righteousness. Free gift, big word, imputed righteousness. So he gave it. I didn't earn it. I didn't work for it. I didn't have to do anything other than I, I believe. And if you actually look in scripture, he even gives us the grace to believe. So it's all about him. I received him. But I still have issues inside because I'm, it's all right. I'm still holding on to things. I have unforgiveness. I have whatever. And Paul says, I labor until Christ is formed in you. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, we have a second one. As for demonstration purposes. And as he starts forming in me, that's an impartation of his grace, an impartation of his love in ways, impartation of his gifts. And so you can see what's happening. I'll remove this. It's still on. So he's putting this in me. John the Baptist said this. He said, he must increase and I must decrease. Most people go the other way. I must decrease. Oh, I've got to try harder. I've got to work harder. I've got to read more. I've got to pray more. I've got to go to church more often. I've got to give more money. I've got to pray more. I've... No, no, no. You look at Jesus. You look to him. And he keeps putting his grace in. Okay. Now, my hand is closed. I'm going to open it a minute. So basically, I'm like this... If you saw one of the connections, I, I, like I got a hook in my life. It's all about me. It's all about me. But when Christ is in me, he starts taking the hook out, right? He opens me up. And how does he do that? He gets formed in me. He gets pushed in me, and he starts opening me up. And as, as he opens me up, I release what's inside. And what's inside, then, he's put, starts coming out. The rivers of living water. Rivers, plural, of living water. The <laughs> gifts that God's given you start coming out. Well, nothing ever happens. Well, who haven't you forgiven? Just start there. The Lord is faithful. He takes care of that. And then it flows. Now, we used to think that you always had to put on the armor of God. And you walk around stiff. There's nothing stiff about the robe of righteousness. The wedding garment. Soft. We had a, someone we knew, he said, well, every day I put on the armor of God. He says, put on the armor of God. Depends on what translation you use. So I asked this person, why did you, when did you take it off? I'm not taking this off. This is the wedding garment. This is the high priestly robe. This is his covering garments of salvation over me. And I don't take it off. 
Besides, I, I couldn't sleep in stiff armor, right? But I can sleep in the softness of his presence, in the softness of his love. I never take it off. You get the right translation that says, having put on the armor of God once and for all, whereas to those who are studied in Hebrew, the armor of God really is a great representation to the Roman world of the high priest robe, hat, and everything. So we already covered, whoa. And when I open up what's happening, what can I do? What is this? Sign language for bless. I can bless you. I can release the softness of his presence. I can release the love of his presence. And I can rest. I don't have to fight. I read last night in a book, you know, you got to have the, the, the sword of the spirit, right? Right. I'm, I'm going to fight. And this one author a long time ago said, no, you are the sword of the spirit because you open your mouth and it's the sword that comes from Jesus. It's a two-edged sword that destroys the works of the devil. That releases the truth. That proclaims and establishes new things. We played badminton with our grandsons the other day. The term we played badminton is a misrepresentation. We stood there and they went, you know, we, uh, Ray, Ray, what did uh, Jacob say or Carter say? Yeah, you got to come up. As Bob said, we, um, we stood still and just reached. And I guess once I reached and stumbled, and my one grandson, Jacob, goes, Grammy, you have no agility at all. <laughs> and I went, well, I'm in sandals. If I was wearing my tennis shoes, I'd be much better. <laughs> I'll get your tennis shoes, Grammy. No, that's okay. <laughs> so if it's coming out of our mouth, and the Lord opens our mouth, and he fills it and releases his word, we don't have to have tennis shoes on. We're already shod with the preparation of peace. Yes. So, we're going to hand out for you. Okay, my helpers. You have to come here so they all hear me. Oh, she has we more. Have, I have to be close. No, it's all right. It's all right. I'll just be close. I, I just want to throw this in yes. about um, armor of God that we all say we have to put on, and we think of it as, as armor, hard stuff and that. But in Old Testament, Isaiah speaks of the armor of light. And I've always thought the armor of God, which is his garment, is light. So how unbendable could it be? We are clothed in the armor of light. So that means 
We walk in light all the time. We are always in the light because we are clothed with it. If you want, there's interesting, do a study on garments. The garments that God gives us, the garments that it even says in the prophets of what he wears, because what he wears, he gives to us. Wonderful study to do on garments if you're interested. So, this is a reminder that I'm always covered in his righteousness. I always, always, always have it on. So what we're going to do now is if you, we're going to take communion right now. No, you're going to come up here. By the way, if you still have your fist closed and God is moving in your life and he is starting to release from you gifts of salvation, you get He starts releasing the gifts through you, even if your fist is closed. The, the gifts are, as Romans says, irrevocable. He releases them. It's just they don't go as smoothly as when you have your hand open. And it's like, wow. So what are we to do? We are to release what God gives us. We are to open our mouth with that two-edged sword and release him. Proclaim. So we're going to take communion, but we're going to take it a little differently. My wife is going to demonstrate with me. And she says, oh no, what is he doing? Oh, we got to get in front here. So, we're going to take communion. And some wise people said, really communion is like the ancient Hebrew tradition. Marriage. Proposal. So the groom offers the wine to his soon-to-be bride, if she takes it, she says, yes, I'm coming under you. I will be yours, and we will be one. Now, the neat thing is, you know that? Mm -hmm. Jesus' body was broken for us, just like this cracker is broken. This is gluten-free. <laughs> that's not scriptural, that's just practical. <laughs> So we have, Jesus broke open things so we can enter in. His side was open so we can enter in. So we can become one with him. So he says, this is my body, broken for you. Take and eat.
this represent yeah. This represents the blood of the covenant. This represents life. Life is in the blood. The old English word for blessing comes from the old English word for blood of the sacrifice. So when we release blessing, we were acknowledging through the blood of Jesus Christ, I release blessing to you. Life, life, life. whoa, life, whoa. <laughs> We release life. You can't forgive them, forgive them, and then bless them. You got something? Can, I can go on with this. Yeah. Go I on. can go on. Oh, so we're going to take the the the, the cup. Got to get got whacked there a moment and can. <laughs> wow, this is cool. Uh, so this is the blood that Jesus shed for us for the forgiveness of sins that we may enter into him and have life and life eternal. So take, drink, and be part of his body and accept him as the bridegroom. The Jewish tradition of the bridegroom giving the glass or goblet of wine to the bride-to-be, saying, will you share my life Will you be a part of my life? And she takes it saying, yes, I will take your life into me. I will be a part of your life. Your life is a part of me. And when we drink this, we drink this, we are drinking in the life of Jesus. We are drinking in his life and we're saying, Make your life my life. Take over. I want your life to fill me to overflowing. I want to be overwhelmed by your life. So when we drink this, it's saying, yes, I want your life within me, filling me. Take drink. When you received him, what do you do? When we got married, we wanted children and we have children. When we marry Jesus, he wants children just like himself. Because he wants a great big father, wants a great big family that all look like Jesus. And I said, hallelujah. Oh. And when you release the blessing, it releases life. I know because people have seen and understand that the angels of the Lord are here. And every once in a while they kind of bump you and go, whoa, yes, good. Help me go out. Help me say the words of life that you may have the fullness of your kingdom again replicate because 
Jesus loves you. Most people don't know they're loved. And they can say, Jesus loves you. Oh, do you really? Okay, maybe. All right. He loves you so much. He'll be with you forever. And you'll be in him forever. That's life eternal. What do you have to do? Just love him. Just rest. <laughs> we attended a, some of us attended a, a party last night from an old friend. And they had a, a very large dog that really was part wolf and was frantic with all the people there. And they had a, a young puppy that had come in who was just driving the big dog crazy, you know. But you know, something happened. He came over to our table and there were about five or six of us, can I say older people, and we petted him, he, he calmed down, and you next thing I know, he's curled up under the table, resting, because he was safe. And I think the Lord is saying, here's an example, come under my table and be safe. Just receive them. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. When I got stood up, he stood up, and I pet him a little bit, and next thing you know, he's leaning into my leg. He was safe. You can lean into Jesus and be safe. My wife married me and she didn't know what she was getting into. <laughs> Neither did I. But now we go. And we look, what are you going to do, Lord? What are you going to say, Lord? We're no longer afraid to say something to somebody. Whoa. We went to the market in Greenfield yesterday. Went up to the stand and the girl had a, a boot on her foot. Don't do this all the time, but I got the little nudge. What's wrong with your foot? She explained. I said, can I pray for you? And she said, well, yes. But then a woman came up to buy something. I said, I'll wait. Stepped aside. And this woman, first thing out of this woman's mouth, I said, you've been on TV, haven't you? You are so-and-so. And she said, no, but you speak so well. 
And I'm going, whoa. That was the Lord speaking to this girl through this woman who had no idea what she was saying. She bought her food, she went, and then I carried on. I said, the Lord says, you speak well. You are a leader, and you, he's going to use you to speak and travel and all these other things. Listen to what he's doing. And then open your mouth and release. So I bless you to release. I bless you to release the rivers of living water wherever you go. Well, I don't speak to people. Well, you are going to, because you're going to get a nudge, you're going to get another nudge, you go, maybe I should say this. And when you do, it gets easier and the river flows. The river flows. Met a woman last night at this party, and I said to her, oh, you are really compassionate. You have compassion. And she goes, no, I've never been told that before. <laughs> I said, but that's who you are. And then the Lord gave me, and very quickly, I unpacked glory and compassion and the scripture. And when I was done, she goes, I didn't know it meant all that. I'm going to have to study that. And then one of the friends was there and says, well, when you did this, you were showing me compassion and she had been blind to it. God wants us to open blind eyes. And that happened last night. So I bless you to go out, raise the dead, Heal the sick. Open blind eyes. Open deaf ears. And invite them in to be wedded with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, our Lord Jesus. I bless you now in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.